Hello, everybody. Welcome to a whole new episode of According to Fox. I'm your host, A. Fox. I know it's been a while. I told y'all before it was going to take me a little minute. I'm getting readjusted to things, but I'm back. All right, let's get into it. So yeah, it's, I've been going for about three weeks now. Sorry for the delay. Just last week, I was trying to give y'all something, and I felt like I was forcing it because I had so much I was doing, and I ain't want to give y'all no type of force shit, you know. I try to be as organic as I can, as transparent as I can. So I'm like, you know what? If I miss another week, it wouldn't. It ain't going to kill me, but... I definitely am going to be back to being more um consistent like I was before every week. So, being that I've been gone so long, it's so much shit to talk about and to catch up on with y'all. Like, like, son. <laughs> like, when I say I have nothing to talk about, like, I didn't want to force, like, a main topic, which I usually do. So, this episode is going to be all... People talking in fabulous sports. So we're just going to catch up on the current events or the last few weeks of current events. So the first thing I want to brush up on is Robert Sylvester Kelly has been charged and indicted on all counts of racketeering and all that other unsavory shit he did. Now, black community, because it... (laughs) I, y'all really <laughs> love things more. <laughs> like, y'all love somebody with... Don't get me wrong. He has an amazing talent. But y'all love somebody who can sing a song more than you love a person who's really hurting and going through some type of shit like rape or being human traffic. Like, how can y'all sit here in one breath and say, find our missing women and take care of him and be like, nah, but I'm going to listen to R. Kelly because he ain't do that shit to me. Pick a fucking side. <laughs> like, it's just pick a fucking side. And it's it's been well known. It's been stated for over, for like 30 years now. It's been a real thing that R. Kelly is a fucking child molester. It has been etched in stone since the early 90s. I don't blame myself in the early 90s because I was a child. But parents, y'all had all the albums. Y'all heard 12 play. Y'all heard I like the crotch on you. Y'all heard that man specifically say 18 or over 16 on there don't matter. Y'all heard him say that in his lyrics. Why the fuck is this still a thing? And I don't want to hear about, oh, it's another time. Because in another time, being a pedophile was not a good thing either. Yet here he is, okay? We must be better when it comes to these celebrities. Don't get me wrong. There's certain celebrities I hold on a high pedestal. Y'all know how I feel about Alan Robinson. But at the end of the day, when they hurt our own, we can't be on some, oh, well, when Woody Allen did it and this person did it, nobody said nothing. Yes, we've all been saying something. And guess what? It's still fucking disgusting. It does not take away from the fact that he did some disgusting shit too. All right? Woody Allen's a fucking creep. But that doesn't mean Bill Cosby's less of a creep. It doesn't mean R. Kelly's less of a fucking creep. All right? It means black men for 400, 500 years, y'all should have been known you can't do what the white man does. Is it okay? No. But wrong is still fucking wrong. And you can't get away with what Woody Allen does, nigga. No. You are a fucking black man. They don't give a fuck about what Woody Allen does. But they give a damn about y'all. Stop putting yourself in the same bracket as white people. White people don't put you in, don't put you in the same bracket. They really don't. White people almost like, well, black people. Because they get away with every fucking thing. You think you rich enough to be considered a white man, R. Kelly? You're not. You're fucking not. At the end of the day, if it was like, oh, it's not my daughter, the parents need to go to jail too. He is raping little girls. He's, mind you, apparently he has the herpes. Apparently that's the thing. 
So now he's he's transmitting incurable diseases. He is is trafficking when you send them across state lines and shit like that. That's the real thing. That's how they got Chuck Berry for bringing a white girl across state lines. It ain't a real thing to y'all, but that nigga was the king of rock and roll. He got caught up in that shit too. Now, what I'm trying to explain is just because he gave you I believe I could fly and when a woman's fed up does not mean that nigga's not fucking disgusting. And just like when Frank Ocean came out as gay and everybody was like, oh, I can't really listen to his music the same because he's talking, he talking to a nigga. Y'all don't realize R. Kelly's talking to your nieces and your daughters. No, that don't, that don't sound the same to you. Because when Frank Ocean came out with Forrest Gump, everybody was tight. Oh, no, he's talking about a nigga. And then, uh, oh, nah, um, bad religion. I can't hear that shit. Nah, because, again, y'all can't. <laughs> y'all, are, y'all more homophobic than y'all give a fuck about what happens to little black girls. It's fine. It's fine. Y'all, y'all don't mind sexual shit when it comes to little black girls. That's what bothers me most about R. Kelly. These little black girls, you know what I'm saying? Do I want little white girls to give me lessons? Absolutely fucking not. I'm not saying that either. But I'm just saying, as a as a black man, I'm very bothered by the fact that you took these little black girls and you gave them a little dream and they dumbass parents believed it too. And now you pretty much ruin their fucking life single-handedly. And everybody's blaming these little girls like they're not kids. A child is going to be a child. If I was... 15 years old, and Alan Alvinson said, I want to be with you, and I'll do this, that, and the third. I done went running, and my mother would have ran and got me back. I'd have been embarrassed on fucking sports in the next five mornings, okay? But at the end of the day, we not putting enough blame on him. We need to blame him. I saw some a clip where Selena Johnson was saying, Oh, I don't think he needs to go to um jail. I think he needs a mental. I think he needs a straight jacket. I think he needs um to go to an, an insane asylum because the shit he was on was crazy. No, no, no. He was well aware of what he was on. That's not that's that's not mental health issues. That's disgusting. He knew exactly what he was on. He's very. He was very. What's the word I'm looking for? It's it's a. I want to say it's coherent. But it's a different one. When he knew exactly what he was doing, when he was doing it, he's been doing it for 30 years. He just thought it's fine. And like I told y'all before, that man called himself the Pied Piper. Okay? Read up on the Pied Piper. He put that on every song in 2005 to 2007 when he wrote for niggas and called himself the Pied Piper. And if that's not giving a fuck about what you do and taking full accountability of being that kind of person you are, then how is it, oh, R. Kelly didn't know, or nah, we should let that slide. I'm not letting shit slide because that nigga could sing. I'm not. He's a menace to society. I'm so glad he's off the motherfucking streets. Keep him where the fuck he at. Don't free him, keep him. Okay, I don't care what nobody say. When it comes to the well-being of black women, I, no, not doing it. Black girls, not doing it. Let him be a predator to your kid? Is that what you want? Oh, it, it wouldn't be my kid. How the fuck do you know? You gonna be too busy listening to his music? You wouldn't give a fuck that because he's fucking with your kid. Like, little shit like that bothered me to my core. And this is why a lot of these girls, when something happens to them, they see what you're talking about. If you over here saying, well, the parents is wrong, this, that, and the third, how do you expect your kid to talk to you when she felt like somebody somebody touched her inappropriate, when her family member did this? How do you think your daughter's going to respond to that? Knowing this, how you respond to about a nigga you don't know who just makes good fucking songs. I don't think your kid is going to feel safe letting you know that they have been touched in a very inappropriate way. I'm just saying, fool for thought, next time y'all want to have family arguments defending the rapist, just just keep that in mind. Um, next in line, we got Joe Biden. First off, I want to be the first to say I love having a podcast because I voice all my opinions. They are all recorded for anyone to go back to. A while ago, I had um, Kima and Maine on the show. 
Yeah, I told him I I delve more into Kamala Harris, but right now I'm not a fan. And it's what it is. I'll see what it is. I'll give her another shot. I'm really not a fan. Definitely not a fan. Because she has been the quietest motherfucker I've never seen. She's almost as quiet as Pence was when, when Trump was president. Like, I, I've heard of vice presidents. They're not often, you know, vocal about things. But this bitch here, apparently Joe Biden... I'm sorry. I know I just said black women. I just called it a bitch. My fault. We contradict. I, I contradict the hell out of myself. This lady here. Right? <laughs> now... With Joe Biden, he said specifically he was going to get $45 billion, that's a B, billion dollars to HBCUs across America. Huge, because HBCUs don't get proper funding. You know, it's a lot of shit that they don't really receive, not like the um, PWIs, the private white institutions. Turns out, he cut that. Do you know what number it is now? That shit went from $45 billion to $2 billion. Billions of dollars is a lot of money. But when you take away 43 of them, that's a whole nother animal. Now, why would you take away $43 billion from them? What, what is your, what's your purpose with that? And last I checked, Kamala went to Howard. Kamala, you don't have anything to say about this? You don't have to, you know what I'm saying? You had all this, this talk during your damn um, debate, your vice presidential debate. And when y'all won, we did it, Joe. Well, what the fuck did y'all do? Because y'all ain't do shit yet. And now y'all cutting funding on this side. Texas over here making people get, you can't have an abortion after six weeks, which is weird because you usually find out you're pregnant about week five or six. And here y'all are just, just pussyfooting around and twiddling your thumbs. Oh, so Howard University. That's what I'm saying. Pandering bothers me because she's an AKA and she went to Howard and she's a black woman. This, that, and the third. And things that directly affect us. Where's she at? Everybody that was Chucks and Pearls. All that. And don't get me wrong. I was trying to give her the benefit of the doubt. But she is irking me. Biden is irking me as well. Because you said all this shit to get in the office. And honestly, you didn't even need much. We were just tired of Trump. I and Oh, yeah. I want everybody to know. I voted for fucking Bernie Sanders in the first one. Yes, I did. I always vote for Bernie. Never didn't vote for Bernie. Just want y'all to know that. When he's on the ballot, I'm voting. Hands down, like 6.30. But yeah, you said all the stuff to get the vote. You pandered. And then now you're going to sleep. That Sleepy Joe shit is a real thing. I ain't never seen somebody fall asleep mid-conversation with cameras rolling. That is insane. Okay? Whatever y'all trying to do in that beige house, fix that shit, man. Fix it. Because y'all ain't doing nothing. Y'all are really, like, making me regret a lot of shit. And don't get me wrong. The lesser of two evils was definitely that last election. I did not want Biden to win. I mean, I didn't want Biden to run. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we got to vote for who we voting for. I was trying to get Donald Jerk Trump out the office and we did it, but yeah, we did that, Joe. But Joe, now you got to do something. We got you in, Joe. You do something. And Kamala, you better speak up when it comes to shit that affects us. It's that serious. So when people say shit like Obama didn't do nothing, I'm going to need y'all to do y'all research because clearly this is what not doing nothing is. Whatever the fuck is happening in the White House, this is not doing nothing. All right, just just be clear that. Um, so there's there's been a lot of missing people. Um, I forgot what that white girl name was. Oh God, well it was the white girl that was missing who was a TikToker influencer. She went to um a, the Grand Canyon or something with her boyfriend. Boyfriend comes back with without her. Don't don't ask me how the fuck that happens. Don't ask me how you take a trip across the country and you come back without your girl. Okay, 
weird, right? Cool. Come back. Niggas cannot find her for weeks. They ask the boyfriend. The boyfriend get a lawyer. He don't talk to nobody. Shit like that. Cool. They finally find the girl. Now they can't find the boyfriend because the girl's body was somewhere in the fucking woods. Now they can't find the boyfriend. I don't know who did it, but most likely it was the daddy. Because if you take somebody's daughter halfway across the world and don't come back with them and don't have no answers as to where they went, clearly, clearly, <laughs> I'm going to do something with that problem. <laughs> like, I'll do something about that. That's fine. You don't know who my daughter is? We ain't going to find you. But I also feel like he took the next flight smoking to fucking Costa Rica or something because that nigga is sight unseen. Then it came, they came to realization that, oh, you get national coverage for white women, but it doesn't happen for black people. And there was another black guy named Jelani Day who was missing for weeks. He went to school, went to an interview, and nobody saw him again. They found his body a little bit after they found that girl. And then there was another girl missing, Maya Marcano, who lived in Orlando, Florida, and she was 19. And basically her, I think it was like the building manager, like the, maybe the super, they say he was totally in love with her, infatuated with her, like kept sending things to Cash App and saying he'll give her the life savings and stuff, only to find out that he killed himself Wait, right after that, right after they could not find that child, he killed himself, right? And then they find her body probably during this week. I want to say Monday, they identified that was her. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, like all these people be going missing. I'm glad that now we're shining the light because Maya Marcano is um a girl of color. I believe she's black and um Hispanic. So it's like, now they are shining light on the fact that we have a lot of missing people. They keep forgetting about the fucking hundreds of missing kids that they found in Georgia. Nobody said nothing about that. But you know what I'm saying? Like, because human trafficking is a real thing. But it's it's be careful out there, y'all. Like, be careful living by yourself and walking. Don't take the same routes. Do different patterns. People out here are crazy. Don't walk the same way home every day. You know, I like talking on the phone while I'm walking to and from my house. But you also, you always have to be observant. And I need someone to know that I'm in the house. I'm in the house. You know, like when you walk through the door, I'm walking through the door. Like, that's all it is. I try to call people when I'm in in my house and let you know, hey, I'm home safe, things like that. And it's very sad. It's taken years, but now people are finally like, yeah, you know, white people, black people get missing too. Because it's mostly a race thing. It really is. People don't really care much about missing black people or brown people. They do care about missing white girls, though. So now that they have been getting the media coverage that they deserve, I'm sad that all three of these people were found dead. Very young. All under 25. I think Maya was 19. So it's like, it's, and we're promising futures too. Very promising futures. Jelani Day apparently was in school. I think he's supposed to be a doctor and that's what the interview was for. with some kind of residency. It's just, it's really sad, you know. Like we all have to be aware of our surroundings. Keep ourselves safe. My brother gave me a bracelet. And when you open it, it's a little blade. It got a little rape whistle in the compass. It is very multifunctional, very safe. Thank you, Lamar, for that. Um, yeah, tasers are a thing, ladies. Tasers, mace, pepper spray. Um, I saw I saw something that you can attach to your te- your keys, your keys, and like the end of it can bust out a car window or bust out a taillight of a car just in case somebody wants to throw you in the trunk or throw you in the back of the car. It's really a lot of things out here to help you, you know, remain safe and legal things. So try to do that. But um, prayers are with those families for those missing and, well, the found people um, who didn't make it. Prayers to them. And I hope justice will be served swiftly. Okay, because it deserves to be. Um, In other news, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle has a comedy special, first off. 
I just want to say it's hilarious. I'm sorry. It's funny. Funny's fucking funny. I don't know what you want me to say, but funny's fucking funny. It's called The Closer. So, um, he's speaking on... The first thing he talks about is the baby. And how the baby killed the nigga in Walmart with no consequences or repercussion. But he heard the gay person's feelings and now it's like, oh no, fuck him. It's over for him. And how basically you can kill a nigga and <laughs> nobody cares. But if you heard a gay person's feelings, it's over. So that was a very valid thing he said. Because don't get me wrong. I thought the baby's com- comments were very irresponsible. I thought it was wrong. I thought it was rude. But my whole problem with the baby was, wasn't more wasn't even the comments. It was his behavior afterwards. It was like he was double down. Like he was just trying to double down on the disrespect and the ignorance, and he wasn't trying to like make it better. He was just trying to be a dick about it. That that bothered me more than anything. But Dave had a point. He had a very valid point. Um, basically, he says about the LGBTQ community, and he said, "Listen, it's gonna be my last time talking about y'all." But he spent like the whole show <laughs> talking about it. And it's it's funny. It's fucking funny. All right, so I'm gonna be I'm gonna be clear because now they're trying to cancel it. So like, let me watch it. Let me watch it before they take it off Netflix and cancel that shit before I can see it. Because I like Dave Chappelle. I like the stand up. So I'm watching it. I I laughed the entire time. I just want y'all to know that I laughed the whole fucking time. But I thought comedy was supposed to be like that. Like, because Dave is very thought-provoking. Like, this shit be funny, and it should be inappropriate. But it always makes you think, this nigga got a fucking point. So, it's like, a lot of um trans people wanted to be pulled. They want him to be canceled. And I'm like, it was... it. He didn't state anything that was a lie. Right? So, it, it's some funny shit. Like, like, he had a joke about a woman he'd be up in the club, and he's like, I didn't even know that nigga was a woman. And it it, it, it it was funny. Like you come on now. Like like it was funny. Y'all y'all seen it before. I'm not and I don't think he was promoting trans violence either when he said that. He said I did not know that you was a a, a woman nigga, a bitch nigga, something like that. And I don't even know if that's a true story, but it was funny. Either way, um I got it. And before y'all say anything about, um, oh, if they said this about black people, first of all, comedians have been talking shit about my people for years. And let's not forget, um, we weren't allowed in certain clubs and certain areas because we were black. We are highly discriminated against still. So come on. Come on now. You know, because honestly, there are a lot of fucking racist gay people. Let's not be disillusioned to think that that's not true. There are a lot of gay people who are totally about Trump, who are totally about white people. They just like their their same sex. That's a real thing. So it, just because you gay don't mean you're ultimately like for all people because because they're not. It's really it's it's a real story. It's a real thing. Um, you're all for your people. Like when my people die, you know what I'm saying. I'm just saying. I don't think the same energy is given. Um, it's a damn good, it's a damn good special. If you have Netflix, everybody has Netflix. Hold on, I'm talking about. Watch it. See for yourself. Um, if you're trans and you feel like you've been disrespected, I would love for someone to come on the show and for us to have a hearty conversation. I, I would really like to know. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to be ignorant and just know it's just my opinion. I would really like to know your thoughts on things like this because I personally didn't understand the disrespect but again it's not me it's not my community it's not my kind of people so not not like that you know what I mean <laughs> so I would love to have like a real conversation about that but to me I thought I thoroughly enjoyed it shit I might watch it again or as soon as I get off this damn thing <laughs> talking about this podcast I might put that shit on like immediately it was a, it was good to me I enjoyed it um Timothy Simpkins all right, so this was this was odd to me, and again, I'm not, I am in no way, shape, or form trying to be racist, but usually when it's a school shooting or a mass shooting, 
It's not a black person. So that shit threw me the fuck off when I found out a kid from a school in, I think, Virginia was shooting. And he shot like four people. <laughs> he shot four people. It's not funny. I'm just, I'm just appalled. I've never seen such a thing. So, well, apparently he goes to Timberview High School and they said he was, bu- he was bullied. And there's a videotape basically showing him being bullied. And he's 18, but, you know, apparently he got bullied by like a 15-year-old. Oh, it's not, I'm sorry, it's a Texas school, not Virginia. He got bullied by like a fucking freshman and he hit, he, he shot that kid, shot the teacher who tried to break it up. The bullet hit somebody else. It was just a whole bunch of shit. So apparently he was getting beat up and he couldn't take it no more. I'm thoroughly surprised that he was black. And then his bill was 75,000 and the boy is out. Well, shit. Like that's that's crazy. This is this is all sorts of anomalies. A black school shooter who gets bail on seventy five thousand dollars bail and then they out on seventy five thousand. And they, basically, he was in a private school before. He's a straight A student, and then he went to public school. And um, his parents they spoke out and they said that they wanted. They wanted forgiveness from the other families, and they were just saying that he's been bullied and nobody did anything about it. I don't know about you. I ain't got no kids, but if somebody's bullying my kid or I see that there's a thing going on with my kid at school, I'm going down to the school. I'm going to tell my kid, go get that kid and tell that kid to get their mother because I'm going to stomp a mud hole through that bitch. I'm going to go to the principal's office Stomp a mud hole through that bitch. On either way, it's happening. Something's happening. I don't understand how there was a videotape of this boy getting bullied and y'all ain't do shit about it. Shit would have been done. He wouldn't have had to bring a gun to school because I probably would have. Okay? Is violence the answer? No. But when you fuck with somebody's kid, that's the first thing they go to and I can't blame them for that. But it's just unheard of. This boy is out on bail. I'm very surprised. He didn't kill anybody. Um, he shot four people. Like, and they said the 15 year old was fucking him up. So, I also teach your kids how to fight. Maybe we should do that. Teach them how to defend themselves in the face of danger. But um, the parents were saying, oh, he had a lot of things, and they would take it from him because. They want all the stuff he had and shit. And I'm like, oh, damn. It's it's a weird... St- I'm, it's not a weird story. It's very cut and dry. I'm just saying, like, the, the outcomes of it, I'm very surprised by. Um, I can't wait to hear more about it. Oh, he Like I said, he's out on bail. So I don't think he can go back to school after that. Um, But, yeah. What school can he go to? Hopefully he's a senior. Maybe he has to be homeschooled because... He pretty much done with school, so I don't understand what the fuck the issue is about. You know, I, I get the issue. I didn't mean it like that. God, why am I saying this stuff like this? I know what the issue is. I'm just saying, me that he's 18 years old. Maybe he could finish out school at home. I don't know. But let's, I, I need to see this tape, uh, whatever happened to him and whoever bullied him because. Is it okay to shoot up a school? No. Do I understand the logic behind it? Yeah. I don't, you know, some people can't take the bullying. You know, these kids these days aren't as resilient. And bullying shouldn't happen anyway. Like, just mind your fucking business. Like, somebody has this and you don't. Boo-hoo. So what? Like, I never never got the concept of bullies. But whatever. As the story unfolds, we will talk more about it. What else we got going on? Oh, what was it, Monday? Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp last Monday or Tuesday were shut down for eight hours. And you know what's so funny? I went on Instagram. I saw it wasn't refreshing. So I did something I ain't doing a long time. I just focused on work. All right, right? I was at work. And then I was like, is Instagram not working? Cause I, and then Facebook wasn't working. So I said, like, oh, something really wrong. So 
um, me and my friends talked about in the group chat. And they were like, oh, it's on the news that Instagram, Facebook, and WhatsApp wasn't working. And I was like, oh, shit. When it finally logged back on, people were going crazy. Like, people lost their minds about it. I didn't, like, I'm I'm sort of a I'm slave to social media. Not slave, but, you know, I wake up, I need to see what Instagram is about. I need to see what I'm missing. Because that's my news. The regular news is just too fucking depressing for me. So I'd rather just watch it on Instagram and see what happens. I'd rather see what TMZ in the shade room said before fucking CNN and MSNBC. So when that shit happened, everybody like, damn, I miss social media. I didn't know what to do with myself, this and the third. I was like, wow, I wasn't even really, like, as fucked up as I thought I would be. Like, I probably would have been on some, damn, I need to load this, I need to post this. I was really okay, I think, because I was at work. I think if I wasn't at work, I don't know what I would have did. Probably watched a new girl on Netflix mad times. Either way, it was like a full eight hours. And they said Zuckerberg was billions. Again, the, the letter B, billions off that little shutdown. How much money do you have to lose billions of dollars in eight hours? How much money does one come across if you can lose billions in eight hours just because your fucking social media is down? Jesus Christmas. God, sometimes I got to share the fucking wealth, man. (laughs) I don't understand that. He lost billions of dollars. Either way, um, yeah, a lot of people... I had to prioritize way differently. So, um, and you know, influencers, they make their money, influencers, they make their money off stuff like that. You know what was up and running though? Fucking TikTok. Because they don't know TikTok. <laughs> so TikTok probably had a huge surge that day. But yeah, it, it goes to show, you know, maybe we need to do other things. Maybe we need to read some books and find some hobbies because the way everybody was all over the place without, like, Instagram and Facebook was sad. We got to figure that out, people. <laughs> we cannot be slaves to social media anymore. We got to do more. We got to be out there. You know what I'm saying? We got to live a little because niggas die a lot, you know? So let's now that we see how we reacted with eight hours without it, let's try to do better. Now let's try to curb our screen time like we do with the kids. All right, let's try to do something a bit more productive. I'm just saying, cause we can't we can't live our lives with that forever. But yeah, that was a scary sight for some of y'all. Some of y'all, y'all need that shit. Y'all are pooky, and fucking Instagram is the Carter. God damn. Oh yeah, Twitter was thriving too. Let's not get it twisted. Twitter was definitely thriving. But yeah, folks, let's let's do a little bit more. All right. <laughs> now it's time for the fabulous sports section. Congratulations go out to the best quarterback in the world, Thomas Brady Jr. Um, He passed, well, he broke the record for the most all-time passing yards in history at Foxborough with the Patriots. That was a damn good game. Um, We actually put up a fight. Good job, Patriots. I really thought he was going to smack us, but he didn't. We went went back-to-back for a while. Pause. And the score was 17-14, so it was only a field goal. But, yeah, it was a damn good game. Good to see him back in Foxborough. Um, we miss you, Tom. The fact that he broke that fucking record there, though, is is iconic. Because um, that's where basically most of his yardage came from. Um, but um, shout out to you, Tom. We miss you. We miss you so much. I'm sorry. I miss him so much. <laughs> we need to get another quarterback. Somebody that wins all the time. I'm only used to winning. I'm a fucking Patriots fan. All we do is win, 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 no matter what. And you took the fucking main catalyst that made it happen. We miss you, Tom. Good luck in Tampa. Good luck. 
Um, Mac Jones did okay. He did all right. Our defense actually was doing a great job in that last game. And they had a lot of injuries on there. And there was no Gronkowski, so that helped out a great deal. Um, He had a rib injury. Richard Sherman, they put him in the lineup. He didn't do much. He wasn't really a, a factor like I anticipated. But, yeah, it was a damn good game. Um, Again, it's been very hard being a Patriots fan these past two seasons. But, you know, sometimes you got to have a warrior spirit. I'm just going to power through. Um, But congratulations to him. That's a big deal. He's 44 years old, breaking records still. Still seems to be in the shape of his fucking life. Honestly, I think Tom might have one or two more years left in him. I don't know if he'll do it, but he might have one or two more years of him. To be 46 and he and he'll be playing like at an elite level, I think he has until 46. I I really do. He's 44 now, so only time will tell. Like him and LeBron, man, but LeBron's a good 8 years younger than him. I think LeBron's like 36. So, yeah, he's 8 years younger than him. He's going to be 37 this year though. So, he's in the shape of his life, too. And he has a squad this year. Age ain't nothing. It's it's the way you keep your body. It's your mentality. It's your talent. Age is really not the big deal. And no, I'm not not talking about all Kelly-style things. I'm talking about, in general, when it comes to competition and, you know, body goals. People could be in shape of their life. I feel like Ashanti is 40 years old and her body is perfection. Her body's way better than it was when she was 20. You know what I'm saying? Half her life ago. And look at her now. She still looks fucking amazing. So not about age, it's just how you maintain yourself and your body. It's a, it's a big deal. But congrats again to Tom, like I said, to win that. Not win that, but to break that record in Foxborough. Incredible, sir. Incredible. Um, The NBA. So apparently 5% of the NBA players are unvaccinated. And last time I spoke to you guys, Kyrie Irving is still a part of that 5%. Kyrie, I just want you to play. I'm, I'm rooting for you. We all rooting for you. This is my Tyra Banks voice, all right? We need you. We got to get the finals this year, all right? Come on, Kyrie. And I get it. You want to stand strong, your convictions, all that. But but can you be a little amenable, just a little bit for us? He just needs you a little bit. And I think, I don't know, it might break him, but he's mad. He's very, he has a lot of integrity. I give him that. So I don't think, like, the money will be a big deal for him. But he is on par to lose $381,000 a game. Because apparently, if you're unvaccinated, you can't play away games. You can only play home games, I'm thinking. Um, so, yeah, he is on course to losing damn near 400000 a game. People make too much fucking money. He plays 82 games of basketball a year. He could lose 400000 off for one game. That's math I can't even do. I should have been a fucking boy basketball player because women do not get paid that much. I promise you. I think women basketball players get paid like $852 a game. But this nigga hit. God, I just need you to play. That's all I need. I just. I get it. You know, you have morals. You're saying strong in your convictions and everything else. But you wow difficult, man. <laughs> like, everything bothers you. I'm trying to be on your side, but I don't know what your side is. All right? Jesus Christmas, Kyrie. Um, Andrew Wiggins thought that he would get, um, what's that called? Uh, religious exemption, and that didn't work out. Um, well, I don't, what religion is he, Andrew Wiggins? I don't, I don't know what that is about. Um, but yeah, he thought he could do that. Didn't work out. So, <sighs> Kyrie, just play. I don't care about the rest of them. I care about you. And in other NBA news, 18 former NBA players were arrested this week in a fraud scheme. And man, 
it's it's a lot of people we know. Um, um, Sebastian Telfair, who's in jail right now for a gun charge. Like, damn, Bash. Like, why it had to be him? He already got a lot going on. Um, I think Tony Allen, Darius Miles, Glenn Big Baby Davis. I'm missing. It's 18 of them. I'm just trying to find, like, the ones that we all know. Shannon Brown. Yeah, Shannon Brown. Um, Monica, ex-husband. Who else? Oh, and Tony Allen's wife is, is in charge in it, too. It was a conspiracy to commit health care fraud and wire fraud. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? What kind of health care fraud was he trying to get? So, basically, they were in a scheme from 2017 to last year to defraud the NBA Players Health and Welfare Benefit Plan by submitting fake reimbursement claims for medical and dental services that were never actually rendered. Oh, wow. Mm-mm. And their all of their claims sold $3.9 million, And the defendants got about two point five in fraudulent proceeds. So they just got kickbacks and all that from just fake acting like they went to the doctor and the dentist. And Terrence Williams, he used to be on the Nets, was the ringleader. Man, he, he received <laughs> at least... A thousand dollars in payment from ten players in return for providing alleged false documents. Oh wow! I cannot. It's just I like I saw it, but now reading it, it's like God damn! Y'all had millions of fucking dollars on. Why y'all don't pay for y'all medical and dental? Like I be, I don't be feeling bad because y'all had the money and y'all be letting that shit go. Y'all be using it like it's fucking water. And then when the game is over, y'all don't have nothing to fall back on. And now you have defrauding for people who really need it. There's fucking Delonte West out here who need that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. People who de- didn't get to, like, make all that money in the NBA for whatever reason or who falling on hard time for other reasons. Y'all trying to just fucking take the bread whichever way y'all can. Damn, that's that's a little rude. Um, But, yeah, 18 of y'all. And I think Tony Allen just stopped playing not so long ago. But Telf, um, Sebastian Telfair, he already got a lot going on. So, oh, he's home. I did not know he was home. I thought Sebastian Telfair was still in jail for like another year. So, well, look at him. He's all right. Oh, but he doesn't make enough money because they said his finances qualified him for a court-appointed attorney at an appearance in Manhattan. And his bail was two hundred fifty thousand, but he got ROI'd. So, yeah, this is crazy. I remember Darius Miles too when he was on the Clippers with Elton Brand and Lamar Odom. They was having a nice little run for a little while. Whenever I see shit like this, y'all know what name I be looking for. He don't be there. Thank God, Allen Iverson. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'll just say I'm just. I be just hoping they hit. I just hope they hit. Um, but yeah, so I hope they get out of that. And so, so, certainly Sebastian, because he's had a rough go at it since he, um, you know, since he been left the league. And um, Jamario Moon, I know that name. Oh yeah, he was on the Cavs with LeBron. Okay, I do remember that guy. Yeah. Um. I hope, I hope something happens. I hope y'all get plea deals because this is different. This is a different kind of buyout Um, in rap news. So this is a long, not a long time. It was a couple weeks ago this happened. But it's still like a topic of conversation. So Moneybag Yo recently turned 30 years old. You know, he, he's with Ari, um, Young, Her, young Herbo. What's his name? G Herbo's um, baby mother. And... She gifted him 28.8 acres of land for his birthday. Um, A lot of people said that was a really good gift, a real thoughtful gift. Um, The talk show, The Real, they talked about it, and they were saying how that's too much to give if that's your boyfriend. And I agree, but I also don't feel like they should have made that a topic of conversation on their show. Even though I'm making a topic of conversation on my show. I'm not a national I am nationally, you know, listened to, but I'm not nationally listened to. Ain't no fucking commercials for me. I don't have a cheetah girl who co hosts this shit. <laughs> but it's like 
I also feel like what people do with their money is nobody's fucking business. If she wanted to spend X amount of money on getting this nigga land, generational wealth, that's an amazing gift to give somebody. Would I do it? No. But I also don't have that kind of fucking money to say I would do it. You know what I'm saying? But if she does and she feels like she's being loved properly, who the fuck are we to say something about it? You know? It's what it is. If they break up, if they don't, doesn't matter. I think it was a really thoughtful gift. He thought it was a thoughtful gift. Just as long as he loved it is all that matters. But it was the, the, the conversation. I know when people try to look out and I, I feel it. I'm that kind of person too. I like looking out for people. I want to make sure that you, nobody's staring you wrong, especially if you're somebody I love and care for. But it was a bit preachy and judgy coming from them. And it was like, oh... I won't do that unless I'm married. But a lot of y'all was with people that y'all thought y'all was going to be with forever. And y'all would do that same thing. Like, again, I, I feel like marriage, when, when we talk about joint money, I I need a ring and a name. I'm just saying that. I'm sorry. I can't. Because in the court of law, that means if you did some shaky shit to me, I you can't testify. And I can't testify in the court of law. Cover my ass. All right, like when it comes to that, that's me. That's just me though. I can't. I don't want to. Nobody put their name on none of my shit. I don't want nothing like that. Until we are married, and I know that your intentions, and even then, you don't know if somebody's intentions are pure. You know, so it's like, like look at Jeannie Ma. She was married to to somebody for years, and did not want kids. He breaks up with her, and like. They get divorced, and I promise you that girl was pregnant when he divorced her because he had the baby in like three months after they divorced. Now she was Jeezy, and she's pregnant, and she never even wanted kids, but she's pregnant and she's happy and this and the Just because you marry does not, it does not ensure that that's the right person. It does not ensure that that person deserves thirty acres of fucking land. If the girl wanted to buy this nigga land, let her. Let her. It's her money. It's whatever she wants to do. I thought that was really sweet of her. Because he does have eight kids. That nigga need all the room in the world. All <laughs> the fucking kids he got. Shit. That's thoughtful as hell. You know what I'm saying? And she was, of course, upset about, you know, being talked about on a national thing about how she shouldn't have paid this money. And he defended her. And he... The whole damn not fancy hating on my gift. We <laughs> why she's so fancy? She ain't been on that show in twenty years, y'all. We gotta stop calling people by their TV show names. <laughs> but she will always be fancy to me too. That's the sad part. I fucking love you so fancy. But um, yeah, like as long as he liked it, as long as he loved it, it is what it is. And I don't even know how much that shit costs. I just know I ain't got it. No, I will not be buying my nigga thirty acres of land. I ain't got it. But don't I ain't got thirty square feet. I got my apartment and that's it. You can't get those thirty fucking acres out of me. Sorry, it's not happening. I ain't got it, sir. I ain't got it. Um, but shout out to Ari, cause she was like basically the way he loves her, she's never experienced a love like that. And the best thing she wanted to do was reciprocate it. So I can't be mad at her. Um The Millennium Tour kicked off this week. Because y'all remember a while ago, it was supposed to happen, but then um, COVID hit and they had to get everything all together. Um, and when they did announce the Millennium Tour, it was Omarion and Bow Wow. Omarion pretty much fired Lil Fizz on his birthday because that's when the announcement was made. So the kickover of the tour started in L.A. And it turns out that Lil Fizz went on stage to apologize to Omarion. So let me give y'all the backstory. Lil Fizz was fucking Omarion's baby moms for years and made it seem like him and Omarion was not close. We not really friends like that. We just bandmates and we just do shows. All this other shit, which I found odd because when he first got on Love & Hip Hop LA, it was him and Omarion and, they, and, and it was Omarion in April and Fizz was talking about his issues with his baby mother Monique. And they was mad, chummy, brother, brother, buddy, buddy. Then, in the minute they break up, and he over here being a shoulder to lean on. What my own boy Tax always said, the shoulder you cry on ends up being the dick you ride on. 
And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> sure, you started fucking him. And at first they were saying, no, we just friends. We just friends. And then it was very clear that they were fucking and they were with each other. And he tried to downplay their friendship the whole time. Whole time. Me and Omarion don't speak like that. We're not even like that. It's not even what y'all think. We just in the same group. So to see him go on stage and not only apologize, but say, this man is my brother and I hurt him. And I'm just very sorry for that. Now he your brother. We've been telling you that was your brother. And you are not supposed to be with your brother baby moms. They got two kids together. Dos. Dos niños. Okay. God damn light skin ass. Like, why would you do that? Why did you think that shit was okay? Is what flummoxes me the most. But, yeah, they said the tour kicked off kind of dope. Um, Lizzo was there because uh, um, they brought Chris Brown to do Shorty Like Mine. Love that song still. Lizzo told Chris Brown she was her, like, he was her favorite person in the world. Sammy's on it. Ashanti's there. The Yin Yang Twins. That surprised me more than anything. Um, the Yin Yang Twins, I don't know why they're there. Lloyd and Pretty Ricky. So there's definitely a very 2000s tour. So, but shout out to Omarion. You've been peaceful. You stayed out the drama. You did that little stupid little dance challenge that's going on with you. I don't know what's that, what that shit is about, but I don't know why you thought that dance is fire, but that was hilarious. Either way, you were patient. You didn't escalate the situation. Like a true Scorpio, you were unbothered and petty at the same time. And look at what happens. You get a public apology for all that public disrespect. So, kudos, Omarion. Kudos, you know? It was bound to happen eventually. I'm happy it happened on the show. Um, Because, yeah, all that disrespect that he was doing, acting like it. I'm glad he told the world that he was wrong. He was sorry. Um, I was watching I Am Athlete. It's a podcast with Ocho Cinco, Brandon Marshall, Channing, not Channing Crowder. It's another Channing. And Channing something and Fred. Fred and Channing. Fuck it. So they had Des Bryant on the show. He used to play for the um, Cowboys. I don't know what team he on now. And I just know he looks good as hell. And <laughs> I love me some Des. I want to point out something very weird. Ocho Cinco didn't say one word to him the entire fucking show. It was an hour show. He had nothing to say the full time. And Ocho Cinco is a chatty motherfucker. So that shit threw me all the way off. Never been one to mince words, let alone not say shit. He didn't speak to like the 52nd minute and it had nothing to do with Des Bryant. So I don't know what that's about. I don't know if they had beef. I don't know if they don't fuck with each other, but that shit was wild weird to me. Anyway, so they're talking and Des Bryant said that he has a lot of respect for Colin Kaepernick. But what he doesn't respect is how it was all about... um, it was all about protesting the flag of the Senate third and people was losing their jobs behind defending him. But when real shit went down, like with what was going on with George Floyd and things like that, he wasn't there. He wasn't on the front lines and there was no call to action. And I don't think that was true. Um, I believe Colin, like basically he tried to make it seem like Colin was off itself and I don't think that was true. He didn't tell anybody to kneel with him. He really didn't. People just did it in solidarity with him. Um, he also did a lot when it came to um, the the injustice that was going on last year during the pandemic. And Jamel Hill spoke about it on on Twitter and was like, I don't really understand where the you know disrespect comes from. And then he said something to the effect of, Oh, you have my number. You can find a way to reach me, but you rather do it on the public forum because I know your agenda. But you talked about him on the public forum. How do y'all talk about people in public? And when someone responds to their opinion in public, they could have did it in private. That's so odd to me when y'all be saying shit like that. Like what? 
<laughs> oh, well, you could have did this shit in private, but being that you want to do this, so you want to, you know, basically get big off this platform over what I said, then fine. No, nigga, you was on a full podcast and get like a million views an episode because they got YouTube. And why you get to say what you say and nobody don't respond to you publicly? I don't know, but I think he needs to have a sit down with him. Because I personally don't believe that um, Kaepernick was doing anything for self. I don't think it was. I think it was just kind of misconstrued how he took it. It was a damn good interview overall, though. Um, He talked about how he became, how he got into football. His mother had him at 13. That's just rough. Um, His relationship with Jerry Jones from the Cowboys, even after he cut him from the team. Yeah, like, I don't usually promote other shows, but I really watch I Am Athlete. That's a damn good show. Because they talk about athletes and mental health, mental health, so it's necessary on so many levels. <sighs> What's the last topic? I had, like, Little Debbie chocolate cake, so I don't know if the sugar's getting to me, but I'm wilding. Um, so, oh, last topic of the day. Last night, round three. Uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Be clear. I usually always 99.9999999% of the time will go for the black fighter. This is the first time in my life I've never gone for the black fighter. Only because the first two showed me that the white fighter is actually better. <laughs> So the first one was a controversial draw. And I know some people thought that um, Deontay was, um, what's the word, shafted. I personally did not think that from that first fight. Um, I thought Tyson actually won. I thought it was close, but I thought Tyson won. Second fight, Tyson won. So Tyson was supposed to fight somebody else. Tyson's a white man. He's supposed to fight somebody else. I don't know what happened, apparently. Um, Deontay filed an injunction because he was supposed to be due for a round three. And round three happened yesterday. <sighs> this hurts me to even say it on a Sunday because it's against everything I believe in. Tyson Fury knocked out Deontay Wilder. But the heart that was shown by the bronze bomber was, was beautiful. Um, he got knocked down several times, to be very honest with everybody. And he just kept getting back up. He got back up and he was going to finish the fight. And he did. And he lost. But he showed heart. He showed a lot of heart. And, you know, I'm big on athletes that have heart. That's always been my thing. So, yep. there's he's. I think he's undefeated, Tyson Fury. Because I think he only has the one draw. The one draw, that's for him. But everything else. I think he got like 22 knockouts. So, he 32... Zero and one, which is a draw, and he had 22 knockouts, and this is one of his knockouts. First of all, I don't, I don't pay for fights. I don't know how y'all spend 50, 60 fucking dollars for a fight when my aunt used to pay for Tyson fights, and he would finish in 90 seconds. She'd be so livid. I think that's the reason why I've never done it, because one time she just went to get Kool-Aid, and the fight was over, and she she just cursed fucking HBO out. She This is the back and then when you had to call them. Call that cable company. Curse HBO the fuck out. She didn't see one part of the fight. She literally went to pour herself Kool-Aid. That turned me off from paying for any type of fight. I'm sorry. I don't care if nobody knocks somebody out 90 seconds in decades. You ain't gonna catch me slipping. No, no. Um, but yeah, yesterday was definitely a fight night day, fight night party days. So shout out to Tyson Fury, shout out to Deontay Wilder. You put up an amazing fight, <sighs> but you know, you lost, you, you lost to the white man. I've never seen that before. I've never seen it, but you know what? You get knocked down, you come back up. So whatever fight he on next, Deontay Wilder, he has so much to prove. I'm on it. I'm watching it, and I can't wait to see it.
for our weekly hustle is a tweet from 40 ounce underscore van and it reads once you get a taste of peace you'll cut anybody off to keep it this has been the court in the fox thank you so much for tuning in y'all we will be back next week enjoy your week y'all